0: You are listening to Certification Conversations from The Standard Show, in collaboration with BSI Certification, helping organizations to embed best practice. Today's episode is on the customer service Kite Mark.
1: Hello, my name is Matthew Chiles, and this is Certification Conversations, a series from The Standard Show, developed in collaboration with our friends at BSI Certification. This series features some key standards and certification schemes and explores how they help organisations of all types and in all sectors to improve the way they do things and to get to where they need to go. With our guests, we discuss how organisations can use standards to manage psychological health and safety in the workplace, how they demonstrate their carbon neutrality and how they can provide protections for vulnerable consumers. This episode is about the Customer Service Kite Mark and our guest is Natasha Bambridge, BSI Global Director for Consumer Promise Practice. I spoke to Natasha about the Kite Mark and how it helps organisations. Before we hear from her, here's a quick guide to the Customer Service Kite Mark.
0: The BSI Kite Mark has stood for quality and trust since 1903. It is an exclusive trademark owned by BSI and was originally only used in the UK, but it is now recognized throughout the world as a mark of quality and distinction. The Kite Mark for Customer Service is based on British and international standards and regular measurement of customer satisfaction. To achieve the Kite Mark, organizations are assessed against BS 8477, Code of Practice for Customer Service, and ISO 1002, Customer Satisfaction, Complaints Handling and Management. Achieving the customer service kite mark proves that an organization puts its customers first and takes care to give them a service experience that consistently meets their expectations.
1: So hi Tasha, welcome to The Standard Show. Hi there. Now let's begin like we do with all of our guests. What's been your standards journey? How did it start for you and where are you now?
2: Great, so it was, It started for me um, 20 years ago now. Um, so, so I joined uh, BSI as an administrator. Um, so I've been in the testing, inspection, and, and certification business um, for just over 20 years now. Um, I led our training business at BSI, um, and we we taught thousands of delegates um, to understand the requirements of standards, to implement them, to audit them. uh, And that took us across the most popular standards around quality, environmental, and and health and safety, right the way through to the medical device regulations. Um, Then I joined our uh, product certification business at BSI, where I was responsible for the UK market. Um, and there I supported clients um, in, in a whole plethora of standards, you know, right across construction products, you know, energy and, and, and IoT more recently. Um, now my role is working globally and I'm, and I'm leading what we call our consumer promise practice. And, and what that actually means um, is, is that's where myself and my, my team of certification managers manage a broad range of schemes. And it's really about where consumers are looking for that independent assurance on claims that an organisation is is making about themselves, and and that's across all industry sectors um, in this role. Um, you know, for example, assuring that you know say the service that you're receiving as a customer is um, is inclusive through a standard called BS one eight four seven seven. So the services have been designed with you know people with vulnerabilities um, in mind. Um, you know, or if you've had a bump in your car that the the vehicle that you're driving when it's been, that's been repaired has been effectively repaired to a Kite Marked Vehicle Body Repair Garage, which has been certified to BS10125. So I've um, I've worked across a really broad range of standards, both um, supporting UK clients um, and more recently supporting clients uh, globally. So it's been an interesting, interesting journey in the world of standards.
1: Now that's your personal journey. How about the Kite Mark then? Tell us a a bit about the Kite Mark. What's been its journey?
2: Brilliant. So it, it's been a really broad journey for the kite mark as well. So you know, the kite mark was formed in in 1903. Um, and I won't take you right back to there, but in the 50s, it was really about helping consumers to know whether whether goods were well produced that were being imported, um, particularly being imported in the UK, but but were being purchased by consumers. Um, and over time, local authorities, you know, saw the value of this, and and they would look for kite mark as well when they were, you know, specifying. Um, products that were being put into, you know, into infrastructure. So our, our favourite, one of our favourite kite marks is always the, the manhole cover. So you'll, you'll see the kite mark on manhole covers in, you know, in streets up and down the UK where local authorities have specified um, that it's been made um, to certain standards and, and most importantly it's been tested to those standards as well, so that you can be reassured that it meets a defined defined level. And, and then since then, it's been adopted globally. So um, UAE, for example, is is a key market who recognized the kite mark, um, and it's really for the you know for the kite markets about being. You know, in a lot of places, above and beyond what the regulation would state. So we always use the example of a fire extinguisher. So you know, a fire extinguisher um, for the CE regulation would need to conform with the Pressure Equipment Directive. So in a in a fire, it's not going to explode. And so you know, as a fireman goes into a building, it's not going to explode. Now, what the kite mark does is go beyond that and actually gives you that reassurance that that fire extinguisher is also capable of putting out the fire. that um, that you purchased it to put out. So, if you've got a fire extinguisher in your house, it's really important as a consumer that you know it's going to perform as you want it to perform um, at the time that you need it. And Mark still stands for all of that today, Um, but now it's a mark to look for as well for consumers um, or organisations who want to independently trust that claim is being made. Um, And that takes us into areas uh, like IOT so the devices that we're um, that we're buying are they safe and is our, is our data safe when we're connecting a light in our home um, you know, to our um, to our internet and giving it our Wi-Fi password is that safe and is that device going to um, protect our data um, and more recently areas like um, honey for example so when you purchase honey in a store um, we now certify and kite mark jars of honey um, so that you can trust it actually is honey that's in the jar. Um, more recently, we've been in areas of sustainability. But ultimately, I think KiteMark has always and continues to stand for trust, you know, trust the claim that is being made on a particular product um, or a service.
1: Now, earlier we heard our quick guide to the customer service Kite Mark. Why and when was this particular Kite Mark created and sort of what problem or problems does it seek to solve? The
2: the Kite Mark for customer service, it was was really created with two different angles in mind. So created to answer a need for consumers and also created um, to answer a need uh, for organisations and the industry as a whole. So, if I think about consumers first you know consumers want an assurance of a level of service that they're going to receive from an organization and, and what we've seen over time is consumers they don't trust the claims that have always been made to them from organizations and you know more recently they were seeking you know say peer reviews on you know in, on you um, independent websites where people would be reviewing services. But then all of the fake reviews came in, and, and then that wasn't trusted quite as much. So we were really answering the need from consumers to to, uh, to answer the need that this service can be trusted, that it's going to be at a benchmark level of service. You know, And also, if something goes wrong with a service, you want to have a level of assurance that this organization is going to handle that well. Uh, from an organization's perspective, you know, all organizations are, are focused on their client and, and some want to you know, meet and exceed um, their customers' expectations. And I think when we think back to any, you know, any organization, to both today's success, but also the ongoing resilience of an organization is dependent, you know, not just on your product, but also the service that you're actually delivering to your customers. So, stakeholders, shareholders want to have that reassurance that, organizations are doing the very best they can by the clients or customers that they're dealing with. Um, And this gives them a a, 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 a way to assure that a system's in place and it's been effectively um, implemented and independently validated as well, so that you can give that board level assurance that we're doing the very best that we can by our customers, not just for today, but we've also got plans in place to do that for tomorrow as well.
1: Here's me interrupting my conversation with Natasha with a reminder to you that here on The Standard Show, we really welcome your feedback. Do please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at Standard Show and check out the show notes for all of the ways to get in touch. And how do organisations, sort of how do they use the standards that make up the kite mark?
2: So, the mark Scheme itself, it, it utilizes two key standards. So, so, one of them is BS 8477, which is a code of practice for customer service. Um, and then the other one is BS ISO 1002 for complaints management. So, the, the organization has to have a, a system in place so that they're meeting the, the needs and the expectations of their customers. And actually, organizations that do this really well you know, it's not something that sits on the side, it becomes the very fabric of how your business has run. So if you think about, um, you know, organizations who really delight their customers um, with customer experience, the the best practice document brings into place the strategy that the organization has in place, you know, that they formed the right culture around their client experience throughout their whole organization you know, the, the leadership teams are advocating for the customer. So, they're not just focused on revenue and profit of the business, but they're advocating for the, for the customer experience as well. And, and what you see organizations do who, who implement this system um, is you see them having, you know, the right resources in place, the training competence of their staff is there um, as well. And, and as they bring on new technologies um, within organizations, particularly around customer experience, and this has gone through a big shift over, you know, in the last, uh, even in the last 10 years, it, it enables an organization to have that evaluation in place to ensure that that technology is appropriate. And it's actually designed with the customer as the user in mind. So organizations that do this well have this embedded system in place that very much becomes part of the culture of their organization. And, and obsessing about the customer is, is a way that they operate their business.
1: So I can see from an organisation perspective, you know, the benefits of using those individual standards. But what about the sort of benefits of then sort of achieving the kite mark? I mean, why would organisations do it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, once you've achieved, you've actually implemented those two standards, um, you know, the, the final part is then testing the effectiveness of it. You know, so you've put these systems in place. That's great. You've got this culture in place and you've trained your staff. They're competent. But what do your customers actually think um, about your business, and, and what we do is we, uh, through the Kite Mark scheme, we validate the data um, that the organisation is collecting um, around their customer experience. So we look at things like Net Promoter Score that they're meeting this benchmark level. And it enables the organization to then use that kite mark to promote their services. So they can use the independence um, of being certified by a third party organization, such as BSI. um, And they can use that kite mark to really quickly build trust with potential customers and, and win new business. They can continue to drive that that culture, which is so important within a business, that they continue to improve because they've got BSI coming in, you know, every six months to, um, to to assess them. They'll continue to drive that culture and that focus on client experience, and those customers will continue to return. You know, there's so many studies that show that when you deliver that top quality service to your customers, they will repeatedly come back to your business, and those customers. Cost you as an organisation less to do business with, um, and it highlights their commitment. Ultimately, so you are going the extra mile by obtaining third party certification, and it's um, and it's assuring your stakeholders that we're not just talking the talk. It's not just us saying we'll give you a great client experience. You know, we're really putting ourselves out there and um, have been independently assessed and tested in this space, so they can use it to uh, to win new business and um, and importantly retain those clients that they've delivered such a great service to.
1: And I'm mean, just wondering, who is this Kite Mark, this particular Kite Mark for? Is, you know, what sort of, what type and, and size of organisations? I mean, is it suitable for all organisations, no matter what their sector or industry?
2: Yeah, it, it is suitable for all organisations. Um, you know, it, even sole traders can achieve um, a kite mark. You know, as long as they have the the systems in place and um, and, and we're able to test that data for them. You know, and, and it could be it could be that you're um, producing a product that you sell to a customer, or it could be that you're you know delivering a service to customers. Um, and and it could be across any medium as well. So it could be that you're in person. It's you know like a face to face transaction that's occurring with your customers, but it could also be by phone. It could be an online one. So, it really is available to all organisations, all industry sectors, um, and it's consistently applied across those.
1: And are there any sort of other requirements or systems that organisations need to have in place in order to achieve the kite mark?
2: So it's so once they, the the organisations has implemented that system and, and they've successfully achieved um, the required customer satisfaction levels. That's that's when they achieve certification. So they've implemented those two standards, they've um, they've been collecting their their client data and they're meeting this benchmark level that we require for the kite mark scheme, uh, for what good looks like for a kite mark. Um, they can then achieve certification and and they learn so much through that process both both through them implementing the systems and the work that they will need to do internally to get themselves um, to that level, but also through the assessment process. But that's really just the start of their journey, um, you know, because from that point, they need to maintain that system and and actually they need to continually um, improve what they're doing within that system as well. So we'll be coming back and continually assessing their processes and validating their data. um, And they'll be driving new objectives to Continually improve what they're doing as well, um, and as their business continues to develop, you know, as they develop um, and launch, say, new products or new ways of interacting with clients, or even as they react to disruption, you know, like, like we all saw with COVID, you know, they now have that strategy and culture in place and that backbone in place with their procedures um, to be able to react to those circumstances and keep on improving, um, you know, their competitors are never going to stand still. So, I, I always say with them, um, you know, when a client achieves a kite mark, it's such a wonderful achievement for them and they can use it to, to really help promote their business. But it's really just the start of their journey in terms of um, how they can drive forward even more improvements within their business as well.
1: So, Tash, I'm just thinking as a, as a final thought, if you were to sort of pick, sort of highlight one particular aspect, a really important aspect of the kite mark, what would that be?
2: If I had to call out one part of gaining the kite mark that, that gives you the most value, it's, it's got to be how we at BSI test so when we test an organization's system is effective, we do that by the most important measure. And that's what do your customers think about their experience? Not what you as an organization thinks, but do your customers experience exceptional service? And, and that for me is the true output of the effectiveness of all of the processes that an organization has designed and it's evidence that those are robustly embedded. So it's the proof that organizations, uh, their customers have experienced best in class customer service. And I think your customers being been willing to recommend you, you know, based on your service, that breeds you know, brand loyalty and advocacy. So the testing in the Kite Mark scheme is so important, not only as it's testing the effectiveness, but also because it's keeping you laser focused on the voice of your customer, driving you to continually deliver exceptional service. And that's both to existing and new customers. And that's where the true value lies.
1: My thanks to Natasha for this particular certification conversation and to you for listening. To find out more about the customer service KiteMark, visit bsigroup.com forward slash KiteMark.
0: You have been listening to an episode of The Standard Show. Subscribe to us now wherever you get your podcasts.